Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Well, Miles. We are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the very talented writer, actor, producer, and the host of the We Need to Talk About Britney podcast, Jen Zabrowski! Hello! Hello. Hi, Hello. guys! Hi, welcome, welcome. Hi, Jen. Where, where are you coming to us from? Where, where on God's green are you? I am coming to you straight from the home of myself in Laurel Canyon. That's where right. I am today. Yeah. Oh, love beautiful, beautiful. It. Love to see it. Yeah, How's Pache doing? They are they doing okay over there? Pache is doing great. You know, okay, we good. really they kept it going during this time and it actually feels like very European. It's an it's an Italian restaurant in Laurel Canyon and they moved everything outside and they closed down the street and they put tables out there. And Damn. so it actually feels like you're, you know, you're up against the wall of the dry cleaners and it feels right. kind of European in a way. It's like right. you're you're like out on a street, but Which it's closed street did down. They close? The one that's in between Laurel Canyon and that little side street that yeah, the cheaters take to go yes. to try and beat the traffic. You yep. know it. You know it. I know it. it. I, so, yeah, I always they, look at that and I'm like, those guys are cheating and you're going to get stuck at the stop sign when the traffic <laughs> flows. Oh, man. When somebody turns off, when somebody like gets stuck behind me and then like turns off into a side street. I, I, it's a race. It's immediately oh, yeah. a race between me and them to, cause they're going through the alleyways and I'm just trying to cut them off at every pass. Uh, and that's stupid of me. Yeah. That's very that's dumb. That's why your license got revoked. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I will blow through a red light to make sure that they don't get, <laughs> to make sure that, get in front of me. <laughs> oh, you, you got a shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels very, so like it's, it's, a, it's a nice alfresco situation out there. I don't know mm. why I'm asking the most specific yeah, reference about Laurel Canyon for maybe 3% of our listeners that will understand that. But well, 3% of the listeners come on down to Pache, you know, just like, <laughs> and actually fun fact, the, the owner of Pache guys, we're getting into like, real pache conversation right now (laughs) the guy who owns that restaurant he lived in this house like when he opened the restaurant look at that look at that wow yeah pache lore yeah (laughs) it's almost like we did a pre-interview for this and we didn't (laughs) that's how good this podcast is it just happens like that happens (laughs) stories no one will care about (laughs) our local italian restaurant material is uh unparalleled Priyanka, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Yeah. So I had to look this up and <laughs> it was, why is caviar so expensive? Mm. Oh, why Why did you have to look it up? It, it's really expensive. And I, I would love <laughs> to be eating more caviar because I think there's a lot of really good nutritional benefits, but it's, it's ridiculously expensive. So I had started this, but then of course I got distracted. I never finished the article. So, <laughs> but it, it, it's a very, so no like, clue. <laughs> it's a, it's a very like intricate process where they extract eggs from the sturgeon and, mm. and now sturgeon are endangered. So they only use farm sturgeon. Uh... And so, yeah, I, I guess that, you know, it's, it's like this luxury good item. I mean, it's like, 
It's like the Louis Vuitton of the food industry, apparently. Yeah. And and you just like get this much and it's it's like a it's really expensive. It's like over a hundred dollars for like just a little bit. And well, so and it'll totally to me, set I'm your like, meal why? Over the top. Why? <laughs> it's so tasty. Like, right. yeah, it's like, like, eat this yeah, stuff. Yeah. I was like, I'm not eating fish eggs. Like, I've seen how they're extracted and it looks vile. I'm not interested. And then they would put it on some lobster mac and cheese. And that was it. I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. I'm a full convert. Yeah. Delicious. Did not know it was healthy. Crazy. Right under that then was best outdoor lunch spots near me. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to eat outdoor when you're eating your caviar. You got to flex yeah. on the on the people. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure, I have not had caviar in a very, very long time. But I very much would love to if I could get access to i want cheap caviar yeah yeah you i know? have a uh caviar connect i'll, I'll hook you up with offline. what get out of here <laughs> no i'm just joking i do not <laughs> you're like friends with the sturgeon basically <laughs> but, yeah exactly she's very productive the <laughs> i feel like you would not want black market caviar maybe but maybe i'm right. underrating the uh black market caviar world. i know like these like under the table eggs mm. I I like salmon roe. I feel like that's a little Yeah, salmon roe is like a nice like affordable kind of option, right? Cuz it's yeah. I think it's relatively inexpensive and nutritionally you do get kind of the same benefits. There's lots of omegas and all this stuff, but but that coveted sturgeon mm. caviar, that it's that it's the idea of wanting something that you can't have. You know, I'm sure if mm -hmm, caviar mm -hmm. was like really cheap, I wouldn't be like you know, thinking about that. So, yeah. Yeah. Salmon row is like nature's boba. I feel like that <laughs> gives you the, the little boba. Uh, Mariah, what is something you think is overrated? Man, a precipitation. Bruh, <laughs> I just told you about all these beautiful, lush, green, like gardens and rolling hills. Though I generally every day I'd be out walking I'd be out walking for like three hours a day just listening to podcasts getting caught up on phone calls for politics whatever and, and the, the rain just completely thrown off my day to day completely you know mm. what I know we need thriving ecosystems duh <laughs> whatever you know the plants right. but I just I just want to go on a walk man and I can't cause, mm. it's, cause it's just torrentially pouring out there today yeah. So oh, precipitation. Huh? I'm saying it. And you know, there's that flooding in Germany that killed like 150 people. So that's yep. real. Yeah. So it's a real shit. And we need to like really watch it with the precipitation <laughs> precipitation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh right now. But yes. real, that shit, I mean, it's not just it's not just ruining my day, apparently. Ruin a lot of people's no. day. And then horrific. out here yeah, we might as fresh. well be on a different planet because we are in the midst of a drought. And when, mm. when you go back wet, like my kids thought they were like when we went back east to, to Pittsburgh, they just like couldn't believe how green everything was. It's just a different mm -hmm. like it seems like you're on a different planet when you mm -hmm. when you go just. Yeah. Yeah. You Rather than a desert that a bunch of people forced into being a city <laughs> right. in the beginning of the last century. Right. a great one, guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> got it we'll live here where's yeah. the water gonna come from doesn't matter doesn't matter. cut your mouth <laughs> <laughs> we'll fucking reroute the colorado if we have to yeah yeah 
Did they ever get it, around to that? Did they? <laughs> no, they just forgot. Right. They just kept building the city. And it's like, well, well, I mean, well, now, like, you know, the big thing is like all, all of the river fighting that's happening where depending on how if you're upstream or downstream, like the control that certain municipalities have over how much water is flowing. Oh, damn. And, and it's like causing another thing, because especially if it goes through like tribal lands, too, there's like another layer of like racism and like oh, inability yeah. for them to advocate for like the rivers that flow through their territories and mm, things like that it's yeah. just a very climate change i'm telling you it's just it's just it, it will always cause more chaos and reveal how just inefficient and backwards many of our systems mm. are but yeah the, the 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 increasing stuff in europe i'm sure is is very very disconcerting because a lot of scientists are like this is what happens because of our hubris which is true yeah and ain't nobody listen to them they're like oh are you sure bro it's like yeah bro <laughs> unlike our You're... friend jack no offense Real scientists, <laughs> PhD degrees, out here running around with beakers and test tubes and lab coats. Doing yeah. some science. They know. They know. They publish Rogan, all this stuff. They Rogan know. knows some science, okay? Rogan. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he knows how long it takes you to cho- to pass out from being in a rear naked choke. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Empirically. Yes. Yeah. Grand, exactly. yeah, very rigorous. Based on your neck density, trials. he can figure it out within a half second. He's yeah. pushing new boundaries on like how wide a human can be at the same time, like as being he he's wider than he is tall pretty soon, which is kind of kind of impressive. Start looking like one of those Mucinex characters. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Which that's yeah. science, man. You don't get that way without <laughs> applying <man>. science. <laughs> a Mucinex is science, man. That's true. What is something you think is underrated, Caitlin? Forgive me if I've said this one before. I can't remember, but I think the movie Pop Star Never Stop Stopping is very underrated in that a lot of people haven't seen it and no one's talking about it, even though it's a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah, I this is fun. I think maybe you I feel like someone has said this. Maybe it was you, but I'm I'm down to really keep talking about this because Connor for real. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that his like name? Yes, it? dude. I I fucking love. There's like the the little cameos that they get in it are like my favorite. I think the RZA's in it, isn't he? Oh, I'm not sure. And, and there's like a moment. Ah, fuck, I gotta remember who it is. I think it was like RZA. So one of them. He's just man. Like I seen him do some crazy stuff. Like one time, he just ate the blunt. He didn't even smoke it. Yeah, it's great. It's a classic. And that's, yeah, there are comedy movies that like go underrated for too long because comedy, like really great comedy movies will get bad reviews because film critics don't get into film criticism because they have a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So like there's, right. you know, Dumb and Dumber was like a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes when it came out. And like, you know, a lot of comedy, co- MacGruber, I still t- talk to a lot of people who think MacGruber, they're like, yeah, I saw the sketch. The sketch was stupid. And I personally ride for MacGruber pretty hard. I think that's a mm-hmm. underrated comedy masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Popstar is great. Thank Do you, you like it? I'm trying to, th- yeah, why didn't it get like the shine it deserved? It, were we just like at peak Lonely Island or something? And people were just like, I'm, I, I look, I love Sandberg, but like I, he's, he's in a viral video every other fucking day. So maybe, right. was that, is that what did it? Cause I'm just trying to, because I remember I watched it after after it came out because a few people were like, yo, you should watch it. It's Same. Fun. Yeah, me too. I saw it at home. I didn't see it in the right. theaters. I think it kind of mm. got MacGruberized in the sense that like people thought it was just like a single Justin Bieber joke type thing. And they were like, all right, like whatever. That's 
Right. In the same way that like the MacGruber sketch is just like the same kind of boring, uh, stale joke over and over again. But the the movie is like so dense with like great jokes, pop star. Like people people should definitely check it out and like don't don't assume it's just like the one joke from the trailer or like from the movie poster. What whatever the movie you, poster made you think? Did you like Walk Hard? Uh, the Dewey Cox. Mm, I was not a fan of that movie. I wasn't. I remember when it came out. I saw it when it came out, and I was like, man. And then a lot of people after the fact were like, oh, man, fucking Walk Hard is the fucking greatest thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, really? <laughs> It has some funny moments. It's not, it's funny because like a lot of the jokes that stick with me are not the ones that are like about the music industry, you know, like Mm. it's, I I feel like it's more of a satire of like a a series of biopics than it is like a satire of like, uh, although the, I I like very specific parts of it a lot, but there, but it's not like something that I got back to and rewatch. But yeah, that's wow. one that has like people who really ride for it too. Dude, there's I'm reading this story that there were people who like there were a lo- like a lot of music that the Lonely Island guys passed on for the film. Like so they passed on beats from the RZA and Jay Dilla. And now I'm really upset. Hmm. But also this listen to this cuz this is and I'm sorry Caitlin to get too Wu-Tang with it, but <laughs> they said with the RZA, they said, quote, we once got sent beats from RZA, which was crazy, Andy told uh, DJ Sway. They were super, like, experimental. <laughs> they were very, like, atonal and weird. And we were like, we don't know how to make this funny, but it's dope. Right. Uh, which sounds very much like latter-day RZA. And then they said, um, they also sent us a Dilla beat. And we were like, oh, my God, we can't ruin a Dilla beat. People will hate us if we do that. Oh, okay, so they were responsible with it. All yeah, right, well, yeah. Okay. I mean, the soundtrack from the movie is like, I just listen to it for fun sometimes. It's like pretty good music. Good? Yeah. I oh, mean, because of the, like Style Boys tracks and stuff. Well, on it's, there? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's basically just all the music from the movie, but I'm like, these are my favorite musicians. These fake <laughs> movie characters <laughs> made some really great music. Have you guys watched uh, Girls 5 Eva yet? I saw the first episode. Okay. There's uh-huh. some really funny yeah. songs in that too. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen the art. Is what's their one? And anyway, I I just remember watching it because everyone was saying it's so good. And yeah, I've, I've I've enjoyed what I've seen so far. Yeah, it's solid. All right, let's take a quick break, and we will be right back. And we're back, and so is COVID-19, baby. So L.A. County, on Saturday night, this past Saturday, uh, we went back to having to wear masks again, masking up, and then in sort of a more broad international scope, the Tokyo Olympics is a little less than a week away, and it's... It's just not going well, you guys. It's It's so frustrating, Jack, because knowing that this could have been like very much one and done if somebody Mm. had had the tenacity to be like, everyone go inside for four months. Don't don't go outside. We're going to mask up. Just be really, really responsible. Here's like PPE to get everybody through the next four months. Eradicate it. Get back out there. Have fun. And then to be like, we knew that the minute they were like, okay, you're good to go back out with your mask. They're like, it's not done yet. When new mm-hmm. variants coming in, my friend works for the CDC and she was like, no guys, like seriously don't. Delta virus is coming. Even if you're vaccinated, must be safe. So when they, when they then announced 
masks have to go back on. I'm like, it's a, you. We've crossed the threshold mm-hmm. of back and forth. I feel very strongly that people are like, I'm done now. They they mm-hmm. just don't want to to take the precautions, and it's scary. And now, of course, our numbers are going back up, and it's making everything like flip and reverse. The people who thought they were going to finally become financially stable and they were mm-hmm. going to get back to like having these like steady jobs where they could like be out in the world, you know. And I'm talking everything from like hairstylist to to photographers to anything like that's very basic requires you to be in person you know all of those lives are now again in upheaval and and it's i don't understand why we have to keep going back and forth like i really wish we could just be like we're just gonna stay locked down until this is resolved mm-hmm. did you guys see this is this is really random but did you guys see on social media i don't know what channel but this was like early 2020 when people were like hell no i'm not gonna wear a mask or like (laughs) i can't breathe in those masks like it doesn't feel comfortable and did you guys ever see on social media someone was like if you're a straight guy and you don't want to wear a mask because you don't like the way it feels on your face you've basically just outed yourself as someone that's never eaten someone out (laughs) (laughs) and like way to go <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> what? I don't like it. I hate it. It feels bad. I can't breathe. I need my face free. I'm a man when I do this. It's a problem. Um. <laughs> so on Thursday, last Thursday, uh, the president of the International Olympic Committee, Thomas Bach, insisted that there was no risk that the games would spread infection. <laughs> and uh, there have been 30 total confirmed cases like just within either athletes or planning committee members and the U.S. basketballs like starting shooting guard Bradley Beal had to go into COVID protocol and will not be able to be a part of the Olympics. It's just it feels like we're watching, you know, it feels like a lot of stories and moments have felt throughout this pandemic like we're just watching something mm-hmm. in slow motion happen. The power of capitalism has become so, it's not a mystery anymore to me. I guess before I was like, oh, yeah, that's a system. And I, I, I've, I've always lived under it. And I'm not sure, like, what would replace it. And blah, blah. Mm-hmm. the drive to make money in the face, because I can't solve for X. Like, what kind of person who has any level of intelligence says the pandemic can't touch us? We're going right. to bring people from all over the world. It's still going on. But there's no way it'll spread here. What, right. like, there's no, I don't know if that's, you know, is it stupidity? Is it pride? Or is it literally just, we have to make money and we don't know what else to do? Like, you're the Olympics. Like, you'll you'll get more money in a couple of years and you don't have stake in anything. You make the city, you choose, pay for everything. So what is really the problem here? Incredibly yeah. confusing to me. Well, who pays for the Olympics? Is it the the hosting city? So, I mean, there's probably like a a pretty complicated weaving of corporate interests who are sponsoring it with the planning committees, with the local government. But it has a lot of a lot of money tied up in it. Interesting. Yeah. So last Friday, uh, the organizing committee reported four new infections among Olympic related personnel, uh, which brings that to 30 total confirmed cases this month. There's 21 South African rugby players went into isolation after being identified as close contacts of an infected person on their flight. And again, just have to 
read that quote one more time from the uh, president of the International Olympic Committee, that there is no risk that the games would spread infections. So I wonder if some of the, because some of the sports, the Olympic sports are like isolated events, like they're just one person, I don't know, I don't know what they do now to, to throw a javelin or something. Yeah. So <laughs> I wonder if they like evacuated the entire stadium to allow the like one COVID positive athlete to like <laughs> throw right. his javelin <laughs> and then they like disinfect the whole stadium and then they like wait a week and they allow the next person to come in. They could have yeah. like a really pro prolonged Olympics. Yeah, it, that sounds great. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I hope somebody's able to pull that off. <laughs> it just it sounds like it's going to be such a mess. Yeah, that's too bad. Ho I hope no one no one dies from right. from it. Have you like it? It does seem like young people are we're, we're having a hard time get to getting young people on board the vaccination train. Yeah. I have a theory about that because like kids don't typically watch the news and there's not like mm. a solid source, space source to like get them the information they need to get vaccinated. I know a lot of them aren't aware that it's free. You can just walk into Walgreens mm. and get your shot and be done with it. And I think also a lot of misinformation at the top of the pandemic of like children can't catch it uh, has thrown a lot of them into just being indifferent about mm -hmm. it and then of course you know if you're young you just tend to be more reckless anyhow but I'm, yeah I'm, i think a lot of young people think they're invincible i mean i i was never like that because i think learning about medical illnesses i was just like afraid all the time so like when covid <laughs> when covid happened it was just like business as usual for me but yeah like i think there's a you know young folks think they'll they'll live forever right forever young <laughs> <laughs> it'll just be a cold but it's not just a cold kids it's not <laughs> people your age have died from this it's yeah horrifying. yeah yeah go get the shot it doesn't hurt that's really hard too especially when i read about like kids kids dying mm -hmm. from it i think that's a that's a hard pill to swallow yeah well speaking of spreading misinformation we've talked recently about ways that QAnon has kind of you know, gone underground. It, it, January 6th, bad look, bad branding for the whole QAnon brand. And so they've had to kind of go underground, change their look a little bit. Uh, one thing that we talked about them doing is, you know, competing for spots on school boards. So like trying to take practical steps to make their worldview that there's a satanic cabal controlling everything practical on a local level. Another way that it's metastasized is in the wellness and yoga and, you know, stay-at-home mom and alternate medicine communities. Some people are calling it pastel QAnon because of, like, the Instagram aesthetic that those communities usually adopt. But basically, the QAnon movement took the opportunity, took, like, the skepticism around vaccines and the pandemic and like just the discomfort caused by the pandemic and this idea of like bodily autonomy like that nobody can tell you what to do with your body and like turned use that as like kind of a toehold to introduce QAnon theories 
And there's this article in the L.A. Times and also in L.A. Magazine uh, about how, you know, these people who are like yoga teachers and sound healers and they're like, yeah, no, all of my friends are now part of QAnon. Like I've had to move. And like, I think it's a helpful idea to like view the world on this continuum of like from the East, like East Asia being more like collective minded all the way to like California being the most individualistic minded of of people. I feel like that isn't explicitly true, like specifically true, but I think it can be like just broadly speaking somewhat true. And I think that makes Southern California and the whole like wellness movement and the rejection of like Western medicine especially susceptible to some of these ideas. If there's a lot to exploit <laughs> within those communities, as somebody who who dabbles in and out of multiple crossovers of that community, that truly doesn't surprise me at all. And the more I think about how we are sourcing our information and the fact that there's really no guidelines anymore as far as like, journalistic integrity is really just only applies to actual journalists and there's so much information being spread by people who might claim to be journalists people who who claim to be knowledgeable on a subject and and people just sort of take it at face value it's scary to think that there might be no end to this yeah wow yeah and i i in the beginning i said like oh meditation is really under very underrated but it's like come on now you're gonna you're going to cute on this thing, too? Come on. Like, give yep. me something, you know? Like, you colonized our countries. You colonized our bodies. Now you're going to colonize our minds and our spirits and our psyches. Come on. Yeah. I mean, the this kind of yoga teacher leader in Southern California was talking about how she like mid pandemic had like posted on social media and was like, look, I'm seeing a lot of these like dangerous QAnon ideas popping up and like kind of just laid out why they were bullshit. And she saw like in the comment section, a lot of like QAnon evangelists, like just putting their ideas down there being like, actually, like when you look at it this way, but like they use the language of the the ways that people Uh, argue online but it's you know it's just it really is like metastasizing and like uh evolving into a more effective weapon of disinformation wow yeah and i mean it's born of a form of privilege like the ability to be civically disengaged from your local government because Mm -hmm. you don't think you need to be and then like everything is just you and your version of of the world and yeah, what's, very what's uniquely What's super American. interesting is watching these people like have to collide with the rest of the world every so often. Did you guys see there's a video floating around, I think yesterday, of a woman being hauled off of a Royal Caribbean cruise? Mm-mm. Did you see no. this? She no, said what they, happened? They, she was determined to make viewers believe that Royal Caribbean faked her COVID results, which said she was positive for COVID. And she was like, I've already had COVID. And they're like, yep, 
ma'am, you can definitely get COVID again. She was like, they're trying to make me get vaccinated. They're like, you don't have to do anything but get off of our <laughs> ship. Like, right. you can't be here anymore. And it was like, it was so dramatic. She's like screaming through the ship and they eventually like literally had to force her off and put her on a plane, like a, a wow. medical plane to be taken right. back to the States. And we're seeing this continuously. People be like, I'm just not going to get back there. Like, That's fine, but you can't come in here now. Which I think, on the one hand, is obviously the right choice. You can't be spreading this disease. It's It literally tears people's lungs apart. Like It's, it's not something you can play with. But on the other hand, there's uh, the thought of, is this going to continue to drive even a further wedge between us? You know, or like this bar, you don't need vaccines. Like, come in and just free spread like they were trying to do early right. on. They're like, oh, we'll do it like the chicken pox parties. Like, just come in here <laughs> and catch it and it'll be fine. Oh, my God. What's crazy about that story is that people were still willing to get on cruises. <laughs> that Like, <laughs> how are people doing cruises after, like, what happened with the princess cruise that landed in the Bay Area? Like, I, I, I'm just like, well... That's something I will never do again, like in my life. I also wasn't pro cruise before the pandemic started. Say, so this is just like confirmed my anti cruise sentiments. To go back to Jack's theory of like this space being the most individualistic, the the only positive thing about a cruise is an individual's experience of being on that cruise because the workers aren't getting paid anything. It's creating horrible results for the environment. And on top of all of that, there's cesspools for disease. Like, it's such a problem. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I don't understand why people are going on cruises, especially right now, either. Right. But you put right. a hole in that cruise ship and suddenly they get very collective minded. So I'm just saying, you know, maybe we start <laughs> sinking some of these cruise ships. That was not the lesson we learned from the Titanic, Jack. People did not come together. To I thought it really that. brought people together. I kind of liked what I saw there. <laughs> Yeah, it brought, it brought the movie industry together. <laughs> well, speaking of the vaccine becoming more popular, uh, we're, we're starting to see a little bit of a uh, 180 on, on behalf of one of our favorite news programs, Fox and Friends. Uh, we, we have a little <laughs> clip from Fox and Friends' Monday morning broadcast yeah. here for you. Steve Ducey is saying, singing a different tune apparently and let's just check this out and yes this is from fox and friends this what you're about to hear one of the cdc officials said yesterday look the the pandemic right now is really just with people who have not been vaccinated thank you 99 percent of the people thank who have you. died have not been vaccinated and so what they're trying to do is they're trying to make sure that all the people who have not been vaccinated get vaccinated and unfortunately huh. and this is one of the reasons apparently the joe biden and administration came out last week the administration's been very, very frustrated. They have not been able to get Facebook to get rid of some of the disinformation. Mm -hmm. The disinformation is online. Uh, the the vaccine is killing killing lots and lots of people. Oh. Or it changes your DNA. Or they're little microchips. None of that is true. Right, and so that's why huh? you have in Washington this continuous message: what misinformation, misinformation. And uh, the Surgeon General, I didn't know. Just goes on to basically Yo. be like, y'all get the vaccine because it'll save your life. And everyone's like, wait, what? That, you guys have been spending your whole lives 
the, d- the, spreading this. <laughs> the fact that they uh, treated that as if this is new information we're just finding out about. Uh, apparently, there's a vaccine. And so this is spreading among people who don't get the vaccine, apparently, uh, according exactly. to the Biden administration. Exactly. What Kilmeade said. You're like, yeah, Kilmeade said exactly and like threw his hands up like we've been trying to tell y'all. But wait, he misunderstands. So be- upset, just shaking his head, just biting his tongue. Just- yeah. Oh yeah. He hated that they were talking because right before that clip, he Kilmeade's saying like the weirdest thing about essentially like the government's insistence is making people not want to get vaccinated. Like that was sort of the last point he made. And then Deucey's like, "Yeah, but here's the thing: like it works and people are dying." And he's like, "Exactly." And you're like, "Hold on, dude. You you're <laughs> arguing? Okay, whatever, Kilmeade." Wait, he was saying that the government like isn't being chill enough, and that's why we're not. Yeah, he's like, well, if you're about vaccinated. your freedoms, and you hear that from the government, it's going to make people be like, heck, I want to be in charge of what I want. Like, you know, just sort of trying to give a rationalization for sure. people who are being anti-vax. And not addressing the fact that their most popular program like spreads those exact conspiracy theories that Tucker Carlson like talks about. Like, I'm just asking questions here, folks. How many mm-hmm. people are dying from the? So he's not saying it. He's just asking questions on a very popular national news news and quotes program. Yeah, and you know, going around saying like they're going to ask for door to door, you know, get people vaccinated, and c- just creating all this fear around like the administration trying to get people vaccinated. I mean, part of me is like, are they like? Tr- are, do they feel that they're have a huge enough hand in this misinformation campaign as like a gigantic company that? There could potentially be lawsuits for people saying, like, my family member was listening to Fox News and they were repeatedly saying, you don't need this, don't get the vaccine. And then they got really sick when they could have got it. And now I'm suing for damages. And yeah. now they're now they're being like, oh, no, I mean, like, look, we have we have we have a lot of people that are very forcefully saying it, too. Like, it's just I, I can't look at anything they do and, and think that it's ever for the right reasons. Yeah, I mean, based on my legal degree, I think they can be sued for that. Oh, hell yeah. And, you know, that's I, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, Doug. <laughs> I went to the law school of my cousin Vinny, which I watched like <laughs> dozens of times as a kid. So I think I know a thing or two. <laughs> I think I know what damages are. I saw the Glenn Close show. <laughs> right. Thank you. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about just the Pandora's box that is modern technology. And we're back. And so the result of this anti-vaxxer movement uh, that we've been covering is starting to kind of hit the headlines. Uh, Cases nearly tripled in the U.S. uh, in the last two weeks. uh, And officials are kind of officially blaming the misinformation campaigns. Uh, We talked yesterday about how this isn't new and the anti-vaxxer movement goes back to like smallpox but the discrimination against people who do get the vaccine may be new i I, we didn't cover that we didn't find any evidence of that back in the smallpox days also as we said yesterday much more sympathetic to the fear back then when you had to cut your arm open and put cow pus into the wound to get a vaccine but this new this new trend so One example, Eric Clapton is refusing to play venues that require proof of vaccines. What a fucking Mm. loser. Always has been, always will be. Just being like, what is he? So he's saying 
you can be vaccinated and go. He's just saying, I don't, I need my anti-vax fans to also be there yes. spreading the Delta variant at my shows. So tears in heaven will be <laughs> not ironic for them. Right. Yes. Thank you. I want them to think about a specific loved one that they're going to lose due to the, to, to the negligence <laughs> right. uh, of this misinformation while I play the song. That's what I want. And Airbnb hosts are basically saying that you can't stay at their house if you have been vaccinated. So this is like the new thing that I'm just starting to hear now. So I'll, I'll just read from the uh, house rules. Important. Effective May 1st, 2021. We will no longer be accepting guest reservations from people who have been inoculated with any of the COVID-19 experimental, quote, vaccines, i.e. Pfizer, Moderna, GlaxoSmithKline, and J&J. New you said Modena, like the yeah, city Modena. in Italy. Yes. <laughs> uh, new science has discovered that, quote, vaccinated persons through multiple mechanisms of transmission can pass the SARS-CoV-2 uh, virus spike protein onto healthy unvaccinated individuals. Thank you for understanding. This is, I mean, that's it's complete bullshit. Uh, incorrect. Is- they also, <laughs> when the person, what one of the people had to cancel because they have been vaccinated, they were like, oh, unfortunately, we can't refund your money. Uh, I can't stress how important it is to familiarize yourself with all the information a host provides before you spend your hard-earned money. So Airbnb had to basically ban that person. and. Uh, but they like this is so common that they actually can't keep up with the number of hosts who are like literal hosts and virus hosts uh, who are <laughs> choosing to uh, ban people who have been vaccinated. I actually just had to. So I was telling someone they could no longer come to our house because they weren't willing to get vaccinated. And they claimed that other people weren't allowing them at their house if they did get vaccinated. And I assume they were full of shit. But this seems to be like a new concerted effort like that. Right. The scarlet new scarlet letters, the vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. To basically to treat their not choosing not to get vaccinated as like the easier way to go. Because right. It's easier to just invert the dynamic rather yeah. than address what's happening and say, actually, no, like you're I'm, I'm not interested in actually talking about vaccines or what it means or my duty or responsibility to public health or whatever. You are the one that is bad, actually. So <laughs> jokes yeah. on you. It's but it's yeah. like a self-selecting pool of people. It's like, OK, well, no one's going to kill their own kid right. hanging out with your dumb kid. So, like, you're just going to hang out with another, like, you're just going to be limited to a pool of unvaccinated people. And, like, let's just be honest, they are more misinformed. (laughs) So you're just limiting your circle and your kid's circle to very uninformed people. And not to mention, like, you know, and and a listener brought this up, which is a really, really valid point of, you know, people who are like because of their health condition, unable to be vaccinated, you know, people who aren't like being who aren't vaccinated because they're reading hot takes on some message board, but because they're physically it's it's they're not able to be vaccinated. The risk that that poses for people is like, I fucking would if I could, Mm -hmm. but I can't. And now I'm also at risk, too. And there's just so many levels to it. Rather than just sort of the vaxxed, unvaxxed and anti-vax binary, there's so many other things going on that like a lot of people just don't care to even see even these like really rabid anti-vaxxers 
who are like, no, nah, fuck that. Like, I'm about my own thing. And there have been a lot of tweets I've seen of people screen capping tweets from like a couple months ago. It's like, look, I'm not fucking wearing a mask. Like, I have to live. This is nonsense. I'm going to do what I have to do. And you know what? I encourage you to do the same. And then like today, they would tweet stuff like, I have friends in my 30s that are seriously ill. Please like, please pray for them. Uh, they got sick okay. and blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, what? It's like no one's lying about like what the efficacy is and what the actual stakes are for people. And I don't. Yeah, I think some people may be slowly coming around based on how extreme their like sort of ideology is around it. But it seems I don't know how much it's going to move anymore. Yeah. And but, also the idea that like, oh, you know, the freedom, like I'm trying to free you, you know, I want you to have the freedom that I have where I'm right. like not wearing a mask and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, it's not freedom because if you are taking the risk, that's your business, I guess. But like what you were saying about people who are unvaccinated, also for some people who have like long-term issues or autoimmune stuff, the vaccines don't really work for them. Right. So then you are basically letting not letting you're the reason those people have to be going back to their house and staying indoors and you're just the person who was saying oh i want everyone to have freedom right so now right. if you're being in any way like serious about that then you should not want disabled and immunocompromised people to go back indoors for like another year however fucking long because these cases are spiking because you're selfish yeah right it's just a yeah but again it's like no one looks at it that way it's purely like this weird body autonomy argument where they can't acknowledge the right of other people to safety as well and it just gets you know morphed into all these really bizarre takes through a steady diet of misinformation and we still see again like people are saying it's the misinformation that is making this even worse and we have social media platforms that are just still fucking refusing to do anything about it and we're only and again we're only seeing the numbers go up and then you know when inevitably there's going to be some kind of lockdowns if things don't improve what are they going to say that like you know who's to blame again this time right the ouchie it's very difficult to take somebody who is an anti-vaxxer like being morally indignant because the like trying to take the position that they're being discriminated against. No, and, it's absolute horseshit. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's fucking absurd. And people will post memes like, you know, oh, there's vaccinated only classes at the yoga studio. But you know what? I, I would never go to a whites only yoga class. <laughs> so no, thank you. And I'm like, you don't know a fucking thing. Of like saying it takes like that is just so disingenuous or you're so ignorant that you don't understand uh, how unavoidable someone's race is and the effects that have in operating in, a, in an oppressive system versus having the choice to get a vaccine or not. And again, you get because there's this, all these steady streams of misinformation. If you're not thinking critically, you'll look at that and go, yeah, actually, that makes sense. Right. I'm going to take that on. And again, we're and here we are. Yeah. And the people who do have who are immunocompromised or can't get the vaccine and then like the people who refuse to get the vaccine for quote ideological reasons i'm sure are going to start using that as an excuse too so that it, then it becomes like difficult to 
tell the difference between somebody who's an anti-vaxxer and somebody who's legitimately like can't get the vaccine. Um, right. So. All right. Well, let's check in with the Olympics. I feel like this is now our uh, our entertainment is to just watch the Olympics fucking go very badly. Yeah. I mean, there's some stuff happening, but <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of you're not reading a lot of updates of like, man, fucking everybody's doing well. There's no covid actually being transmitted. They really got this thing under control. No. I mean, a wild bear broke into the Olympic softball stadium at the <laughs> at this point. Like, can't we just be like, yo, this is somebody doesn't want this to happen. We just need to, like, <laughs> cut this thing off. It's yeah, clearly that's not a cursed. Joke. Um, it's funny because the tweet that <laughs> that I saved for today is from Raj Andelman and it's Olympic news is so wild. Every item is like entire danish swim team lost in lava pits or <laughs> opening ceremony producer resigns after people recall his history of eating stop signs or god begs us to stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really feels like that it's just like there's been yeah like the director uh, of the opening ceremonies he has some weird holocaust joke he made like in the 90s and people were like uh what is this and he's like they're, like they're like okay get this guy out of here another person who's a composer they're like he was bullying a disabled classmate and they're like oh okay th this th sorry this this person also won't be uh participating not just bullying but like torturing yeah yeah a i mentally mean just... disabled student the and now we have an like the first athlete for the U.S. who is actually set to compete, who has tested positive. Like there have been alternates that have tested. So they were just there in case someone else tested positive. But Taylor Crabb was about to compete in beach volleyball until he tested positive. And he's now in quarantine and wondering if he'll even play at all. Spoiler alert, he will not because of the rules. And his first match was supposed to be Sunday. So they had to fly in an alternate. And the rules are pretty clear in, in regards to what happens when the athlete tests positive. But there's also room for Japanese health officials to determine some of these things like so if any athlete tests positive quote they will not be allowed to compete continue in their role and then the quarantine period will then be determined by Japanese health authorities depending on their severity and like the symptoms and things like that but there's also been like really inconsistent rules about what happens with contact tracing because if there if there is like close contact with an athlete that's been tested positive there are some certain isolation protocols but they're kind of being loose with that because potentially you could be like, oh, OK, the entire U.S. men's volleyball team has to go into isolation now because one per like an assistant had covid and was right. interacting with all of them for hours. Like there's all these weird like it just feels like something like that could happen or they're going to ignore it. But it almost feels like like the setup for like a comedy from the 90s where like a guy goes to the Olympics, but everyone in his like event has covid. So he wins gold by default. Or something. And it's Chris Kattan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. He's, he just got uh, kicked off a plane for refusing to wear a mask, so that fits. Are you hey. fucking kidding me, yes, dude? He fucking went off on a plane, being like, "I'm not wearing a mask and shit, bro." <sighs> yeah. Mango. Kicked off a flight for not properly wearing a mask. Yeah, the mango. Yeah, the, the mango, mango does not wear a mask. No, the mango dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this, like, this beach volleyball player was apparently not practicing with his team. Is that, like, what we're to believe at this point? Well, he's, it's like beach volleyball. I think he's just twos, so they they do it in, in pairs. 
Oh, okay. so I think his partner, I guess, wasn't. That's the thing. At that point, you're like, well, what about the contact tracing? And they're like, well, look, we can't fuck up the whole Olympics. You're telling me he wasn't. <laughs> you're telling me after a six spike, they weren't kissing each other on the mouth a little bit to celebrate. Yeah, a how do bike? you celebrate? Yeah. Oh, not by on, spitting Taylor. in his mouth while yeah. fingering him in the bee hole. Yeah. That's not your Dude. okay. Fine. Oh, bro, six spikes, standing sixty nine. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a lot of these officials are homophobic. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, dude, and then even the bear breaking—it's just so—it's—it's it's so comical. Yeah, and just also like, again, like imagine that the bear was sent in by God. Yeah. Like, right. The, God was like, I don't know what else I can do. Like, maybe this yeah. fucking bear. <laughs> I don't even. Yeah. And I don't even fuck with God like that. You know, uh, no, established I just religion. Mean, but part of me is like, man, maybe that's God. Maybe that's Jesus. That's right? what I'm saying. I don't either. But when you see a bunch of signs like that, you're like, I don't even. What's the. Like, is there going to be a formation of, like, flamingos that flies in and spells stop Cancel the Olympics? Cancel the fucking Olympics. <laughs> what the fuck are we waiting for? They're like, flamingos have are uh, normally unable to travel to this part of the world. <laughs> this has never before been seen. Anyway, coming up next, we have Simone Biles exactly. competing in the floor exercise. <laughs> and you're like, what the? They're like, we do not know how they got inside, honestly. But yeah. anyway, our next event... Also, the bear hasn't even been captured. <laughs> so this wild bear oh, broke wow. into the softball stadium. They haven't been able to find it. It's been spotted twice, and it's still on the loose somehow. I'm so it's cheering like clearly, for that fucking it's bear. clearly a religious, like, <laughs> something, figure yes. of some sort. Yeah. I mean, then also, uh, the country of Guinea, they were just like, fuck this. They bailed. They're like, we're out. They just pulled out. They fully pulled out. They're like, nah, we're off this, man. They're the, the smartest country in the fucking world. Yeah. Yeah. Can we give yeah. them a gold medal for that? Right. Exactly. For I just mean, Guinea, not being you got idiots? The, I got you. Uh, anyone from the Guinea Olympic team, if you're in the San Fernando Valley, drinks on me or whatever you do on me. Mm. And I'll the, send you the, weed gummies or something. I don't know what you need. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you get down, but we can figure something out. But there's a thing. Um, Two volleyball players are being, you know, ruled out of the games, too, because of, like, another fucking outbreak on this Czech Olympic team. And now they're just like, we're fucking, we're out. Mm. Like, what the fuck? And again, it sucks because to even let these athletes believe they're going to compete. Like, I get it. Like, if you're an athlete, you're like, I don't know how the fuck this is going to work. But if they're saying the Olympics are going down, then fuck it. You're going to be like, all right, I'm going to train so I can do my shit. And now, like, the, the stars are just like, we were crying, we were swearing, we were just crying, we can't fucking believe this is happening, and, like, we're not even symptomatic, but, you know, again, this is the fucking cruelty of insisting on having an Olympics, where, again, it's not just the massive danger to the people in Japan and anyone working around the event, but just to fuck over these, like, athletes who quite literally don't do anything except these fucking sports right. for their whole life. Jesus. I don't know. It's like, because I was thinking, I'm like, it's so brutal because they're so infrequent, but that's mm -hmm. what makes them, I guess, so special for the athletes, too. But mm -hmm. it's so brutal if anything takes you out. It's another four years. And for a lot of people, that's not even a thing because you won't be able to do it then. Yeah, like, especially if you're like at a certain age, you're like, this I'm is saying. my last one. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. God, it's like, 
And Olympics are so evil, but it's like, can we do like a yearly thing that's like more chill and like not evil for everyone? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, that's why I just say have it in one place and you can do it every four years, but just keep it in one fucking place. Don't destroy multiple cities, you know, every four years trying to build a bunch of shit that doesn't get used after the fact. I feel like every two years, because I don't want people to not like get their shot. I don't know. Right. Wow. Oh, you're like really you're like, oh, I, I want you to get a lot of gold medals. Well, you know? I just like I don't want people, especially I think it it doesn't favor older athletes. And it's like as I'm getting older, I'm like, I want bitches to get another chance. <laughs> that's where we're going to have the Chug Olympics for the <laughs> Chugi motherfucker, old uh, geriatric millennials and athletes to be like, and we have another games for the older folks. Mm. Let them 40 year olds run. Let them hey, run. I mean, some of them do, you know, and they're still kicking. They're still like, let them so. synchronize swim. Let them do all of it. Synchronized swimming is a young person's game. Yeah, <laughs> Those leg kicks really tire you out. <laughs> Actually, it was me. really hard. <laughs> they really do tire you out. Oh, yeah, sure. I can't imagine. I mean, when you do the, when you see the underwater, that's the funny thing though, too. I'm like, man, fuck the Olympics. And then you see the stuff underwater. I'm like, look at how they're fucking having to stabilize their shit, being all inverted in their arms, like doing all this other shit. Yeah. Like, so okay, wild. That's skills. It's like a duck seeing the duck's feet underwater. Yeah. By the way, Tokyo just reported highest. Daily COVID-19 case number in six months on the eve of the Olympic Games. So, Or technically oh, cool. they started today. Good. Let's yeah, starting today. not cancel it or anything. Nah. Nah. Nah, no. nah. I was in Tokyo, remember, like last year or in 2020 before uh, everything like got shut down. And one of the things we did was go to like, there's like a galaxy experience in like one of the whatever where we were. And uh, they gave out all these 2020 Olympic pins. Nice. And now I have mm. them. And they're this Ooh. really weird, like, enameled pin expenditure that this company put so much money into to give out to everyone for free of a game, games that didn't happen. And I was thinking, I was like, I should hold on to this because, like, what a weird memento of a weird year. Yeah. And then fucking 21, 2021's coming around. I'm sure they have these 2021 pins that are now an even more fucked up reminder of a new, more fucked up year. Isn't oh, that no, they, so crazy? Still calling it 2020, though. They're not fucking around. Really? They got, they're not oh, wasting yeah. their money. Yeah. That branding, that branding is staying put. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because mm. I, I mean, think like, you know, they were like, dude, we fucking made millions of hats. <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. I do think 2022 is going to be our year, though, right? That's going to be a good one. I feel like Jack, we're... shut your fucking <laughs> mouth. Don't do it! <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, it means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.